My name is Terry Durawls and this is the five question podcast in which I ask our guests five important questions. Number one, what are you focused on right now? Number two, why is that important to you? Number three, what are the greatest challenges you're facing with your goal? Number four, how do you plan to overcome these challenges? And everyone's favorite number five, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given on the subject of mission? These are great questions. But to find out the answers, you'll have to stay with us and listen to our guests. Well, welcome. My name is Terry DeRose and I would like to welcome you to the Five Question Podcast in which you guessed it. And I ask my guests five questions about the ministry and mission. Today, my guest is Dave Silver, who is the Chief Operations Officer at the Eternal Wall of Answer Prayer. Welcome, Dave. I wonder, before we we get into the five questions, could you tell us a little bit about the Eternal Wall of Answered Prayer? Okay, well, for people that may not be too familiar with it, Eternal Wall is a project which we describe as making hope visible. And we're trying to do that by building uh, a large Christian monument or landmark in the heart of the UK. And uh, I guess you could describe it as a colossal piece of architectural art. And it's designed to provoke conversations about prayer. And uh, if I try to describe it for people, we, we describe its shape as a Mobius strip, which is kind of like a never ending, like an infinity loop. And it's made of a million bricks. And e- each of those bricks, this is the, the key point, really, each of those bricks is digitally linked to a story which talks about how God has answered a specific prayer for an individual. And uh, it's going to be a massive thing, about 170 feet or 51 meters high, roughly the width of a football pitch. And it's, it's situated between two major motorways. So uh, we're looking at it being visible, at least, to about 700,000 people a week. Uh, now, ultimately, we want people to come and actually visit it when it's built and come on site. But when they come on site, what, what we're hoping they will do is hold up their phones to the wall and we're developing an app. And basically the app lets them choose a brick, any, any brick anywhere in the wall, uh, and they can read or listen to or watch the story of answered prayer that's attached to that brick. So that's, that's the basic description. Well, that's an amazing vision, uh, tremendous scope, and, and uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. What a great testimony about testimonies! So, so fantastic. So, getting into the getting into the five questions that flows okay. very naturally, given the complexity of of the, of the work and the challenge in front of you. What are you, what are you focused on right now? Oh, it's a, that's a really good starting question. We've uh, we're kind of between phases. You know, we've. Uh, got our planning permission and and bought the land and we're now entering what's called the construction what we're calling the construction phase so two things are happening at this exact same time one is we are beginning the construction part of the work on the land which starts with building the access road and building the first pieces that will be the wall itself now at the same time that's happening the work that i'm doing is raising awareness and activating support in uh, regions across the UK. It's, uh, if people are familiar with the story of Nehemiah building the wall, in, in chapter three there, 
what happens is people begin to build the section of the wall, which is like in front of their house where they live. So what we're doing is, uh, it's hard, probably hard for people to imagine this, but the wall will be made out of 94 sections or, or blocks or pieces. And 70 of those will belong to the UK, be assigned and, and the rest to the rest of the world. And what we've done, and this is what we're doing right now, is we're dividing up the nation kind of along the lines of the voting constituencies. So there, there are 70 sections of the wall for the UK and there are 70 voting constituencies. And each of those sections will have about 10,000 bricks. So let's just say we, we take block 44 and um, that's the area where we're actually gonna be building the North Warwickshire. So we'll be going to the churches, to the prayer rooms, to the ministries, to street pastors, a variety of different people at work in that constituency and saying, help us build this section of your section of the wall. And we'll be encouraging local churches uh, to, you know, begin to find and tell their stories uh, because it's, it's an encouragement to people's faith when they hear the things that God is doing in the area where they live, rather than you know, somewhere across the world or it's happening in a, a distant or remote location. So that's what we're focusing on, starting that, what we're calling our regional plan, which will be rolling out probably over the next 18 months. Oh, fantastic, all the best with that, sir. And I can see that, uh, that that's gonna be a tremendous challenge and it's a great, yeah. a great vision. But why would that be important to you to get the regions to get a, a sense of ownership for their part of the war? I, I think, you know, it, it, we speak a lot about impacting uh, a village or a city or a community or a nation. And, and I think that, you know, that starts with God's people being living letters. They're described, we're described that way in the New Testament. Uh, but for some people, that's a, that's a difficult step to make into being really active and vocal in their faith. And so I, I, our hope is that as we work in these regions, we encourage people to remember stories from their own life where God was at work. And as these stories kind of move from being, for some of them, private memories into uh, maybe everyday awareness, our our hope is that it gives Christian confidence that their life and their story matters. And it, you know, we partner with God in that. And it could be the very thing that God needs to connect their story to someone else who needs to hear it to begin their journey of Jesus becoming Lord and Savior. So for us, it's less in, in a sense about the construction of that one block that's linked to those people, but more about those people getting excited about their faith and telling people in their workplace, in their families, in their schools, uh, in their area. And that's really how we see impacting the nation will happen through what we're doing. So are you provoking mission and missional thinking yeah. and the powerful people are getting engaged with this. Now, I hope, I hope um, that we've not already kind of covered too much of this. This is, this is a huge... Um, yeah awe-inspiring thing in front of you. Um, what, what are the greatest challenges you're facing with your goals? Um, I, I tend to think of this in, in three different ways. Uh, 
I, I call it wisdom funding and, and manpower. Uh, I think we, we always want to be able to say we, we know what God is saying, where he's leading. There's no end of ideas. There's no end of needs. There's no end of different possible things we could do. But we want to be reflexive and, and know that, that God is directing us. And we can direct our resources along the lines that, you know, he is speaking. And so uh, we always, always need wisdom. We always need to know what we should be doing next. And uh, I, I think funding is, is always there with a big project. Of course, you know, we're, we're trying to pay for the, the building of the brick segments and, and, and all of that. So ultimately, all those things I've talked about are possible. But uh, I think the thing we probably need the most is we are a team of 12 people uh, that work in Eternal Wall, but we really need champions in every region. Uh, so that, that manpower, we need people to find out about it, get excited about it. Uh, not only do we need that to generate the million stories that we need, but we need people talking about it in their churches. We need people volunteering. We need people reading uh, historical accounts where we find answered prayers, you know, in the, in the foundation of the nation. And so uh, our team of 12 probably needs to be multiplied uh, at least 10 times in terms of volunteers. So that's probably the greatest challenge we face, finding and, and activating those people. Ken, huge challenges. You guys uh, don't do things by halves, but uh, of course it's one thing knowing the challenge and yeah. to identify it. That's the first step. The next is being able to come up with options and, and find ways in which you can overcome the challenges. How, what are your plans to overcome these, uh, these, these significant obstacles? Well, we, uh, on practical terms, I think uh, we're undergoing a little bit of an internal restructure uh, I think we're looking at where our energy and resources were directed in the last year or so and saying, well, which of these things need to continue? Uh, which of these were specific for last year, but we can leave those behind and find some capacity for something else. But uh, I think uh, what we're trying to do is achieve two main things this year in terms of meeting that challenge. One is along the lines of activating the region. So we're starting, I suppose, if, if you look at that model, starting in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the yeah. NCO, we're starting where we have our strongest relationships, where uh, we already have, say, churches that we visited and we've spoken to. Um, we have partners or volunteers that are already working and living in a region who might be able to introduce us to churches that we can speak at. And also we have, uh, we have about 120, at the moment, about 120 partnerships uh, with a variety of different Christian organizations. And so we're also contacting our different partners and saying, well, where, uh, where are you working in the nation? Where are you finding doors opening for you? Is it possible we could work together in that to kind of find a synergy as we use our resources together and start there so that we're not just, you know, we're not picking a number one out of 70 out of the hat thinking, well, that, that sounds good. We're, we're saying, well, where are people that are already on the ground ministering, working, uh, connecting with people? 
where are they seeing God move and open doors and then seeing if we can uh, work with them. So that's, that's the first part of taking on that challenge. And then the second thing is, uh, I suppose for several years, a big agenda of Eternal Wall has been just raising awareness, trying to tell people about the idea, about the vision who have never heard about it. And it's, you know, when you, I'm sure you know in, in your own work in ministry, when you are thinking about and talking about something and involved in something every single day, of course, you know it inside out. But for a lot of people, they need to hear about something that, you know, Eternal Wall was something they heard about at a conference, or maybe they read about in a newspaper, and they need to hear three or four times before they become, you know, consciously aware of it. So we have, um, I, I suppose we have thousands of followers on social media and uh, several thousand people on our mailing lists that we've come into contact with at some point in the past. And really what we're trying to do this year is move people a step along their journey with us. So uh, maybe they've made a donation to a fundraising appeal. Well, can we encourage them to submit their own story of answered prayer as a next step of being involved in us? Or maybe they've submitted a story at some point. I, I think I remember when I was with you last, I, I met somebody or I asked a question and somebody said, yeah, I, I, I think I did submit a story a few years ago. Well, then, you know, then our next question to them is, you know, can they maybe get involved, tell their cell group or their, their house group about it, uh, connect us with somebody that might be worth speaking to. And so we're moving everybody along the engagement ladder, if mm -hmm. you like, seeing if, yeah. if uh, they can get more involved. And hopefully through that, we'll find our volunteers. And in fact, I think everybody that's an employee at Eternal Wall probably started by being in a congregation or in an audience somewhere when they heard somebody speak or present and God drops something into their own heart and they think, yeah, this is, I, I really love this idea. I'd love to be part of it. And so as we find them, that's, that's really, uh, I think that's, there's, you know, there's no way we can work longer hours. I think the 12 of us, and we don't have the funds to just employ hundreds of people. So it's going to be finding people that, God puts it on their heart to get involved in some way and, and doing what we can to, to activate them. That's brilliant. I mean, it's always good to hear when people talk about strategies, to hear references to biblical strategies, and uh, which is what you've just done, and of course, yeah. the, uh, what, you, what you're suggesting in terms of uh, moving people along the engagement uh, line, as it were, is, is what yeah. happens in churches up and down the country every day, all day, when we're trying to engage with people who were maybe on the outside uh, yeah. looking in and then getting them to cross that threshold and then to become yeah. uh, at home and so on. And uh, so so that sounds like a, a good strategy to me. I love you. Uh, our listeners can't hear, but I can see your sweatshirt, Make Hope Visible. Oh. Uh, yeah, I, I think that's, uh, that, that's a very succinct way of capturing not only what the vision is, uh, but also your strategy as well. And I think that's, uh, that's tremendous. I think, I think too, particularly if we think about the times we're living in, I mean, every, it's almost every day there's some fairly significant news item or news agenda or, you know, we don't need to go into those. But what it leaves for a lot of people is it, it brings insecurity for a lot in terms of looking mm. at the future and seeing it as unknown. And I, I think um, 
you know, for us, the hope is ultimately found in Jesus and, and uh, uh, letting him become Lord of our lives. But for a lot of people, they don't have a starting point for hope. And, and so we're trying to get the attention of people at, at where they're at and say, actually, it's, it's not uncertain. It's not uh, doom and gloom, but there is hope. And, and here's how we found it. Fantastic. I love it. Again, it's the, it's the very essence, which kind of leads me to uh, our, our, our last of the, the five basic questions that we ask on this yeah. podcast. Uh, and it's the one that seems to cause more raised eyebrows and more scratched heads when I ask it. Um, yeah. What's the best piece of advice you've ever been given on the subject of mission, Dave? I think I have an answer to this. Uh, I, I've grown up in a faith-filled family. Um, my parents were were uh, church leaders, but they were quite quite radical on the mission field. You know, uh, obeying God wherever they, whenever they heard Him speak, and it didn't seem like there was anything really that would stand in the way of them being as obedient to that and following that as much as they could. Uh, so I sort of grew up being familiar with that. But the best piece of advice I think I received that I can consciously remember was at my wedding. And my wife, Kate, and I, uh, we had some people, like like as a common custom, had some people pray for us uh, during the course of the, the um, wedding ceremony. And one of my dad's friends, who was a minister, came forward and prayed for us. And uh, I'm sure there were a lot of people praying for us that day, but his is the only one I remember. And he said something along the lines, he gave us kind of a word of encouragement, uh, something along the lines of, that went like this. It said, have your passport in hand, but begin with what's in front of you to do. Begin at home. And I... It struck a chord with us. And so after, you know, we came back from honeymoon and got settled a bit, we, we contacted him and said, you know, would you mind if we came over and just talk to you a little bit more about what you were, what you said to us on that day, we'd love to make sure we fully understand it. And I think in essence, what he was saying is, you know, a lot of people have an ambition to be a voice to the nations. Um, but it's hard to do that if you, if you haven't opened your mouth for the first time. You know, if, if the people nearest to you have never heard, well, what's significant in your life, what God has done. And, you know, it's, it's similar. We're talking about a, a, a very expensive project with Eternal Wall, but it's hard to have faith for a million pounds if you've never exercised that faith for 20 pounds to meet a bill that you don't know how you're going to meet it. And so I, I meet a lot of people that that have visions and have dreams and talk about the things that they want to do. But I really believe that that scriptural principle of being faithful in the small things and God mm. increases that and entrusts you with more. And I think we see that as a biblical pattern when, when Jesus commissioned the disciples, you know, they began where they were, they began house to house. They began talking in the, in the temple and in the streets of Jerusalem. And then, Later, that becomes missionary journeys and things that we describe as a typical mission. But for me, I've never lost that first kind of endorsement from that prayer. And I've always tried to think, what is in front of us to do? There are, there are things I'd love to do, but I think most of us, if we 
our, our, uh, have our eyes open and our ears open, God will put things in front of us. If we say we're available in, in the everyday of life, there are opportunities to, to fulfill that great commission, to bless somebody, to meet a need, to be a voice of encouragement. So I, I think it's probably good advice for everybody in a sense begin at home. You may be called to the ends of the earth. You may be called into a, a glamorous ministry, as some see it, on a stage somewhere. But I, I think most of the people that uh, are in those positions began with something that was in front of them to do. And I've tried, uh, this is 33 years on or whatever it is now, I've tried to keep that uh, close to my heart ever since then. I, I think it's good advice. I think it's good advice too, Dave, and it's one that's, uh, that's I believe is biblical and it's right. So many people, um, obviously I spend a lot of time talking to people who would like to go into the ministry, would have ambitions to be missionaries. Um, and yeah. in one sense, it's fairly easy to get the big international vision, the big picture, but not even speak to your next door neighbour. That can yeah. be a lot of hard. But uh, so you're absolutely right. I think there's a consistency, a kind of fractal in faith, as it were. If you can do the small things, you'll find yourself able and, and trusted to do the larger things and great. Yeah. So that's great. I think you've already given us a lot that we can pray for you. And this is the bonus question, really. How can we pray for you? I know you, you you're looking for wisdom, you're looking for funding, yeah. you're looking for these regional champions. And incidentally, I don't know whether you've got the details at hand. Um, how could people contact you if they're listening to this and thinking, I would like to be one of these regional champions and so on? How should people get in touch? Well, the, the simplest way, uh, which is an email directly to me, and uh, it, it's simply info, I-N-F-O, at eternalwall, all one word, dot org, dot UK. Anybody that, it sounds like one of those generic things, but those are the emails that come directly to me. And uh, I love getting them because you're right. Most of them are people saying, I heard about this. Is there any way I could get involved? Uh, it's always exciting to open those up. And so many significant people and partnerships have been formed from that info at email. So uh, do please get in contact with, with any, you know, any small starting point. I'd love to hear from people. That's brilliant. So come on, let's pray, shall we? Let's pray. I thank you for, for I thank you for this awesome vision, Father. This this amazing uh, desire and passion, which we can only believe has come from you to uh, build a, a huge testimonial to your goodness and to answer prayer and to the the fact that we have a a God who is faithful to His promises. Lord, what great testimony! And a, Lord, we, we thank you for those that have gathered, um, the, the, the 12 people that you've got there, Lord, working on it. Um, Lord, we pray for wisdom. The, each step of this way, each step of the way is going to require them being able to hear from you and have your word confirmed to them so they know what to do and how to do it and when to do it. And Lord, we often... Here it said that God's work done in God's way will not be short of God's supply. And we pray for that in this as well. We pray, Father, that, that again, uh, you be the supply on us. You be the one that provides the, the money for this amazing uh, story, this amazing narrative that's going to be posted out across our nation in the form of this monument. 
And yes, Lord, we believe you're a God who sends help from Zion. We think about the regional challenges and the, the regional champions that you're going to raise up. And we pray for them, Father. We're asking that you might uh, place a call on people's lives. Yes, to donate money. Yes, to pray. Yes, to um, contribute stories of testimonies of answer prayer. But also, Lord, maybe to get involved. Lord, I love this this sense of, yes, we've got to be able to, willing to do what's in front of us as well as think of the, the distant and the huge and the large. And I pray, Father, that that, that, uh, that this, this eternal wall of answer prayer will stimulate that, that kind of thought, that kind of missional commitment. We pray your blessing on, on Dave and the team there. We're asking, Lord God, that they may know your, may know your peace and that they may grow in faith as they see you. Uh, being faithful to your promises. So we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you so much. Amen. Brilliant, Dave. Thank you ever so much for your time. And uh, we will say goodbye now and goodbye to our listeners. And we will see you next time on the Five Question Podcast. Wonderful. Thank you. It's been great being here.